very good evening to you from me, Father Emil, and a very warm welcome to you to the program, the evening prayer of the church, which we call As the Sun Sets. I know many of you just can't wait for this moment because you just love praying the beautiful psalms of the church, listening to the gospel of today, and having a little reflection on the gospel and asking ourselves, What does the gospel mean to us today? Well, let's hope we will have a moment of inspiration. We received the Holy Spirit. We celebrated the Holy Spirit coming on Pentecost Sunday. Let's see what the Holy Spirit can inspire us with today. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
The Lord surrounds his people. Psalm 124. The Lord, the protector of his people. Those who put their trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken, that stands forever. Jerusalem. The mountains surround her. So the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forever. For the scepter of the wicked shall not rest over the land of the just, for fear that the hands of the just should turn to evil. Do good, Lord, to those who are good, to the upright of heart. But the crooked and those who do evil drive them away. On Israel, peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord surrounds his people. Unless you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Psalm 130. Childlike confidence in the Lord. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I have not gone after things too great, nor marvels beyond me. Truly I have set my soul in silence and peace. As a child is rest in its mother's arms, even so my soul. O Israel, hope in the Lord both now and forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unless you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. The canticle is a hymn of the redeemed taken from Revelations chapter 4. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Worthy are you, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And worthy is the Lamb, the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, you made us a kingdom and priests to serve our God. Gospel this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Mark chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. Jesus and his disciples they made their way through Galilee, and he didn't want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, they will put him to death. And three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said, and they were afraid to ask him. And so they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? And they said nothing. Nothing, because they had been arguing which of them was the greatest. And so he sat down, and he called the twelve to him, and he said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all, and servant of all. And he then took a little child, and he set him in front of them, and he put his arms round him, and he said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me.
Well, we're going to be reflecting on the Gospel of Mark in, uh, in the weeks ahead now. And uh, I think it's an important... Go- the, the Gospel of Mark is really uh, the shortest of the Gospels, but one of the most beautiful Gospels. And let's remember that what the Gospel writers were doing were, were not writing a biography of Jesus. That wasn't their purpose at all. They were instructing their disciples. And Mark was instructing his disciples, and he has a framework in mind. He's got something, some kind of catechetical, catechetical, um, not twist, but perspective that he wants to get across to people. And I think last night I was reflecting with some of my brothers on the Gospel of Mark. One of the things which Father Gregory mentioned was that the Gospel of Mark is really a gospel about power, power. Uh, Jesus has power. Uh, He's trying, Mark is trying to get across to his disciples the whole issue of power and what it means to have power, how to exercise power over the sick, the demoniac, the demoniacs and the children who are sick and so on. Uh, Jesus exercises power. When we look at the disciples, we know they were expecting the Messiah, but they were expecting a very powerful Messiah. They were expecting a Messiah who was going to reign and overpower, overpower the Roman Empire. And Jesus is not that kind of Messiah. He's going to be the suffering servant. He's going to be someone who has power, but is going to show how to exercise power. And today in the Gospel, we see Jesus walking along the road, talking about the Son of Man that is going to be put to death. There you go. The Son of Man is going to be put to death by the powers that be, but then is going to rise again. In other words, the the power of God is going to manifest itself over those who put Jesus to death. He will rise again. After three days, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said And they were afraid to ask him, what do you mean? What do you mean? So here we see uh, Mark playing with power, the power of the state over the power of God. The power of the state puts him to death. The power of God raises him to life and shows God's power over death. And then when Jesus was walking along the road, he heard the disciples talking to one another. Some of them arguing with one another. And so he now comes to Capernaum and he chooses the right moment and he says, tell me, what were you arguing about, arguing about along the road? And they said nothing because they felt ashamed of themselves. Here was Jesus talking about death, about rising from the dead, and they were talking along the road about who was the greatest. So they were rather ashamed to say to Jesus, that's just what we were talking about. So then what does he do? He doesn't scold them. He just sits down and he says, now I'm going to give you a bit of a lesson. So listen very carefully. He says, if you want to be first, they've been arguing about who's going to be first, you must make yourself last of all and servant of all. Well, there we have the key to understanding Jesus. If you're going to be, if you're going to be first, you must be last and the servant of all. And then he takes a little child, he puts the child in their midst, and he says, anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. So Jesus is here talking about serving, service, 
And you know, also at the Last Supper, how Jesus gets down and he shows what it means to be a leader, to sit down, to get down on your knees and wash the feet of your disciples. That's what a servant is. And the kind of Messiah that Jesus is going to be is going to be the suffering servant. The kind of Messiah that Jesus is going to be is not that powerful, reigning Messiah that they were all expecting. He's going to be different. He's going to be a servant. He's going to be a Messiah that comes to serve. That's going to say, forget about the reigning supreme and being first in the kingdom of heaven. You need to be the servant of all. And Jesus gives this example in his life. So if you are great in the eyes of people, it means that you've got some kind of power. And, and that power can be used in two ways. You can either use the power that you have to serve, and then you're using it in the sense of a gospel value. You've got power. You can use your power to serve people. Or you can use the power you have to dominate people. And very often when we look at the political scene, especially in the days of apartheid, for example, government had lots of power. We were a security state, like other states in Brazil and South America, lots of security states. And South Africa was a security state. So what we're looking at is you've got a situation of power. How do we use that power? Now, I've said that we can... Uh, if we have power, we can use the power either to dominate or to serve. And I think this is something that we have to be very careful about, even in our own lives. Because, you know, even in the church, there are some who have power and lots of power, and they use that power to dominate. Just in the Southern Cross this week, for example, Cardinal Lehmann, I think it was, said that in Rome, in the Curia, there are some who use their power to dismiss applications or nominations for the Episcopal rank for people to become bishops. They're using power not to serve, but to dominate. What is it, then, that the Lord is asking of us? He's saying to you and to me, if you've got any power whatsoever, remember, it's not to use power to dominate, but to serve. And that's something that those disciples, the early disciples of Jesus, couldn't quite fathom. Because they wanted to be great. They wanted to be number one in the kingdom of heaven. So whatever power you have, let's remember, use that power to serve. And who is the example? Jesus himself, who teaches us this. Jesus himself who gets down on his knees to wash the feet of his disciples, giving us an example of true service. So service then is a gospel value. Domination is a worldly value. And we as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, need to take on board the values of the gospel and today very especially to see that whatever power we have, and Mark is very concerned about power, as I've said. Let's use the power we have not to dominate, but to serve. That's the key to the exercise of power.
Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. Your truth will last from age to age. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Your word, O Lord, will endure forever. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Saviour. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. My spirit exults in the Lord God, my Saviour. Now God has established his people in hope, and nothing can break the confidence of those who love him. And so let us proclaim, Father, our trust is in you. We give you thanks, Lord God, for you have made us rich in all wisdom and insight. Lord God, you know the hearts of all rulers. May they work for the good of the people they govern. Lord, you empower humankind to glorify this world with art. Make our work live with vision and true hope. You don't allow us to be tempted beyond our limits. Strengthen the weak, raise up the fallen. Father, you have promised people a share in your Son's resurrection on the last day. Remember those who have gone before us on the path to eternal life. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let our evening prayer rise up before your throne of mercy, Lord, and let your blessing come down upon us, so that now and forever your grace may help and save us. And we make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. Now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Walking along the shore 
different plans. I could tell that you were with me by the footprints in the sand. As I gazed upon the heavens, I saw pages of my life. It was then I realized that you remained there by my side. When the clouds began to gather and the rains came falling down, I looked to only find one set of footprints. On the ground, I said, "Lord, why did you leave me in the troubled times of life? I believe that you would always walk beside me day and night." And I heard, "My precious child." I'd never leave you. I have carved you on the hollow of my hand. It's then I carried you in my arms when you see. One set of footprints in the sand. Dear Lord, will you be with me as I travel through the years? Will you be there in the struggle? Will you wipe away the tears as my eyes turn toward the ocean and the shores of distant lands? I'm still thinking of the single set of footprints in the sand. Precious child, I'd never leave you. I have carved you on the hollow of my hand. It's then I carried you in my. When you see one set of footprints in the sand, will I hear the angels singing as my life comes to an end? Oh Lord, I long to see you.
will you be there once again? My eyes turn toward the heavens, along the path of foreign lands. Once more, I'm thinking of the scent of footprints in the sand. Jesus said, "My precious child." Indeed, the Lord will never leave us, and so, whether we're going through joyful times, difficult times, the Lord is always there, walking by our side. But most often, picking us up and carrying us as we walk along. And that's all we have time for this evening. So, from me, Father Emil, have a wonderful, restful evening. Good night, and God bless.